and welcome to Ear Read This, The Foul Papers. My name's Ash. And I'm Adam. Adam, I see, as usual, you've got a big day's grin and some feathers in your teeth. Yep, absolutely. And then can we ch- change topic, please? Yeah, you're not going to give me uh, any in there? Not today, Ash. Quite quite downy feathers this week, which... Um, duck down, maybe. I did say not to talk about it. Which tells me, or indicates this week, maybe you came by the Water of Leith. Still not talking about it. Okay, of course, that is, obviously, if you were doing something as as heinous as is eating the birds. Although your beard is matted with an amount of blood that I would say indicates that your victim put up a struggle. Oh no, that's that, that's just the new beard oil I'm using. Of course, I thought maybe it was another one of those ketchup and pillow plumping accidents that you so often have. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on? Let's move Not on. giving em- anything Nothing. on that. Okay, okay. Well, um, it was recently Burns Night, so I prepped a um, a Burns Night quiz. We we were going to record, and then we decided just to eat haggis instead. Yeah, we, yeah. Just got, we just had a three-course Burns dinner. But that didn't mean that I didn't have time to write a Burns Night quiz for you. Are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready, Ash. Question one. Does the poem To a Mouse by Robbie Burns begin A, We sleek it, cowering, timorous beastie. B, We thieving, squeaking, scuttling, shitbag. Or C, we tiny bastard, bastard, bastard. Uh, that would be C. Correct. Question two. Does the poem A Red Red Rose by Robert Burns begin A, My love's like a red red rose that's newly sprung in June. B, My love's like a red red rose, but shit, is that a mouse? Or C, Kill that mouse, you doozy cow. Leave the rose on his corpse. See, Correct. Wow, you're absolutely storming it. I know, Last my, one. I know, I know my friend. Only two options here due to um, vocal issues. Does the poem Old Lang Syne by... Um, who's that by, do you think? Do you know? Is that Billy Conway? It's Robbie Burns, actually. Oh, OK. Uh, does the poem Old Lang Syne by Robbie Burns begin A... Should all acquaintance be forgotten, never brought to mind... Or B, just two options. Or B, should all the cheeses be diseased to poison all the mice? See, that one was A. He diverted from his normal style for that one. Yeah. What? What? Do you think it was just trying to be like family friendly? It's New Year. I'll lay off the mice for once. Well, I think I think I think he might have been commissioned by um, Japanese universities who do actually use that as their graduation song to write that song. Really? Yeah. Japanese universities use Old Lang Syne as their, it's it's like a MIDI version of Old Lang Syne. They all use it. God, that's weird. It's isn't really it? weird. I read somewhere that they also eat KFC at Christmas. Yeah. They um, it's I don't know what kind of marketing wizardry KFC pulled because. The Japanese don't really celebrate Christmas. Yeah. It's not a Christian country. But KFC has managed to somehow pull it so that you have to book months in advance to get your table at KFC at for KFC Christmas. KFC for Christmas. Weird. And it's not like a special menu. No. It's just KFC. But obviously it's not chicken. It's it's like whale, shark, bits, yeah. bits of mermaid, that kind of thing. Yeah. Popcorn mermaid, I think, is, <laughs> is what they have instead of Brussels sprouts. <laughs> We've actually got a sponsor this week. Holy shit. I know, we're, we're doing... Who the fuck is sponsoring us? Well, um, it, it's, we just have to play the advert. I'll just click that button. Hi, I'm Joe Wicks, the fitness tit. Get my new book, Joe Wicks, the fitness tit, How to Bosh a Courgette. Step one, bosh open the fridge and bish out the courgette. If you forget which one's the courgette, I caution you to scroll on it the word courgette. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Bosch, job done. Funny story. When I was younger, I fell over on a very pointy courgette and it went straight up my brain. <laughs> That's how to bosh a courgette by Joe Wicks, the fitness tit. Bish bosh bye. It's weird that I've had a laugh track on it. All week, all I've been thinking about is the Goodreads is League. The Goodreads League. Yeah. Um, shall we start by revealing our scores? For from last week. So just, uh, shall I go first? Sure, you go first. <clears throat> I, you, I, I'll, I'll, um, you did all right. So my book was, that I gave you to mm-hmm. guess, was Short Sermons by Donald Parsnips. <laughs> and you, I believe, guessed it had a Goodreads rating of four stars. Four stars. I didn't, I, I didn't go for a decimal point. It actually has a Goodreads rating of three stars. Oh. So you, are, you have a, a score of one. Okay, my handicap of one. Your handicap of one, basically, yeah. which is not bad. Yeah, I, I, I don't feel as confident about mine. What well, do you do? Do you remember what rating you gave this one? I guessed that it was one point twelve. See, so um, birth control is sinful in the Christian marriages, and also robbing God of priesthood children. Double exclamation mark <laughs> is by Elizabeth Yan Strong Anderson. Yep, had a a whopping Goodreads rating of one point eight one. Oh. So you're giving yourself a, de- of a, of a handicap of... No point... Uh, what's eight, what, 81 minus 12? Oh, we six. Sh- I should have... <laughs> what? No, it's not. Well, si- 60. If six, we're oh, up. yeah, yeah. Are we, so are we, are we going to do, do it this exact? Oh, we're going to do it exact. Okay, yeah. so to, a, to two decimal places, 60. 60. Point 60. Okay, there's nothing in it. No, but, we're a, we've got a, we've got a point four in it, but I'm assuming our, our handicap will start to diverge as the weeks go on. Yeah, um, I mean, we both roughly went into the right <coughs> ballpark with those. Yeah, I've um, um I've for, for for this for the book I've chosen yeah, this week, I I've unfortunately fallen down into the mental religious book section again. Oh, really? Yeah. Once again, let's let's just make it very clear that um we're we're not having a pop at any religious. Bo- Last week was not. a total fluke. I'm 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 having a pop at people writing exploitative books yeah. aimed at people who are religious. Yeah, yeah. Because my book this week is Looking for God in Harry Potter. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm not, I'm, uh, yeah. By John Granger. John Granger. <laughs> Which is weird. Because, Any relation? <laughs> yeah. Well, because the, um, I'll, I'll give you a bit of the description here. Because when Harry Potter came out, it was widely derided by a lot of yeah. Christians in America for being satanic because it had witchcraft in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, millions of children, even Christian children, are reading the mega-selling Harry Potter book series and are exposed to the Harry Potter exposed, exposed to the Harry Potter movies. John Granger, a devout Christian, teacher of classic literature and father of seven children, first read the Harry Potter book so he could explain to his children why they weren't allowed to read them. <laughs> look, look, look away, children, I'm going in. To be fair, we laugh at that, but actually... That's a very nice thing to do. No, but good. But most people who ban stuff don't, don't actually, actually read get involved in it. So, yeah. yeah, at least he did no, that. Like I am, I am, I am all about this. It does have a whiff, though, of like priests looking at porn to make sure that it's. Yeah, you know, well, oh, no, the, um, we should definitely ban this. Well, the next line is after intense study. However, once we've he, checked it all, once we've checked it all and listened to all the audiobooks and bought some merchandise. Yeah. After intense study, however, he became convinced that the books are underestimated as literature and reflect important Christian truths. Yeah, they are really underestimated, aren't they? Like, you never hear anything about them anymore. No, I mean, it was, it was kind of like a blip on the radar in yeah. terms of YA fiction. 
In Looking for God in Harry Potter, Granger, you can't be called Granger, Granger gives parents and teachers a roadmap for using the Harry Potter books to teach Christian truth to children. There's, there's the, the one point I can think of is a kind of like special child who was born, who was, his, his destiny was to defeat the forces of evil. Oh yeah, no, there's loads of, absolutely loads of Christian parallels. Andrew, yeah, yeah. Um, as there are in lots of hero stories so yeah well i think a lot of a lot of stories have biblical roots yeah. just because the bible had the either had the monopoly in all those stories to begin with yeah or was a mirror of other stories being told at the same time as soon as you start like playing around with a well of allegor- allegorical stories you can sort of apply them to you know superman christ Ooh, yeah you know well did you see the new the, the man of steel the ma- yeah, where he does he does, yeah, he does, yeah. he does the, he's on he does the christ pose it goes on the nose and then it like pushes it all into your face and then he obliterates a city of like a hundred million people yeah, yeah yeah which to be fair is very godlike yeah. so um what's your what's well, your what's okay, your rating so, so last last time i went bold and low i'm gonna I'm, I'm, think... I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you a clue okay. one clue i'm gonna tell you how many times this book's been rated okay yeah uh 1382 times okay okay i am gonna go bold again but this time i'm gonna go high Okay. Because I think this won't have angered people. This will have brought people together. Placated Christians who aren't fundamental enough to hate Harry Potter. They'll have gone, see, yeah, we we can embrace this. Yeah. And I don't think the Harry Potter hating Christian community is big enough to sink it. I I I I I like the premise of this book in the sense that they aren't calling for a ban because the idea of banning books I think is kind of disgusting. Yeah, yeah. So the idea that they're like it's not as bad as you think it is is yeah. how you can use it to further your children's religious education. Yeah, so whatever. I'm going to go for a 4.37. 4.37. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to poke a face on that one. Okay, so you're looking at the score of it now. My guess is final and it's been made. Yep. But the score might change between um, this week and the next time we do a fell paper. Yes, well, I will. Um, I, I will remember what this one is. Okay, uh, and we'll check again yep. when we do this next. Now, mine. I will just get up now. Mine obviously didn't change, even though I tried to highlight the work of Donald Parsnips last time we did a fell papers. God bless you, Donald Parsnips. The um. <laughs> Hang on, shelves, all of these shelves. <laughs> what's, what's, what's the shelf that these books sit on? Called? It's just called Goodreads League. Okay. It's got two, two books. One is Short Sermons by Donald Parsnips. The second one, Adam. And now, Adam, I want you to guess what drew me to this book. The title is Social Connections in China. Institutions, Culture and the Changing Nature of the Guanxi. I'm going to say it's pronounced. I might be getting that wrong. I'm very sorry if I have. Guess why I found this book adam there's three authors let me give you my, their names do you think i um got interested in this book because one of the authors is called thomas gold probably not mm-hmm. or because one of the other authors is called doug guthrie not enough to stand no. out right could it be because the third author is a man called david wank <laughs> <laughs> that cannot be true well there are, if you type the word wank, if, you, if you're an idiot and you type the word wank into Goodreads, you come up with a lot of erotica okay. of people who are calling themselves wank. Can you filter by author? You can filter by author. This man, David Wank, Is he the has only worked wank? on three quite serious looking books as an editor and a writer. So I think his name truly is uh, Wank. Well, can, is, is, I, want to, I want to know, is that... Is what his, what is, their editing sessions were like. Mr. Or, Gold, or if he's, Mr. Is Guthrie. He, Mr. Wank. Mr. Wank. Is he... <laughs> Is, is, is that a name from a culture that doesn't have the word wank? 
Uh, possibly, yeah. Because if, if, if you grew up, you know, if you went to a school in the UK and your name with the surname Wank. Dave Wank. <laughs> the bullies would be baffled. Yeah. They would. They, they might even leave you alone. Maybe it's a like it is a maybe it is a power play. It's it's, it's such an obvious target that it's impossible to knock someone who's called Wank. Maybe his name was Wank, and he yeah. just changed his name as a real as a real ballsy move. Just a real ballsy move. Lol. <laughs> okay, so maybe, he, maybe he's the accountant. He's the tight-fisted one. <laughs> I'm going. So my logic here is that I'm wondering. So if if, if the humor me here, if you were to type Wank into Goodread, yeah, is he the only Wank? No, there are a couple of... I, I didn't want to pick a German because that seems unfair. So there was like German titles with, I think, an <coughs> Ulrich Wank. He mm. was quite prolific. There was also a Frank Wanks. Frank Wanks. But um, with an E and an S. Um, okay, I, 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 th- that does sound like a, a pen name for erotica, though. No, no, they were quite serious books. There okay. was a lot of erotica. There was, you know... Um, you know the kind of crap. I mean, the Amazon self-published stuff by um, by a man called Quick Wank. Or, okay. you know, um, Spank Wank or whatever. So yeah, a lot of that. David Wank. Because I'm wondering how, how many people have typed Wank into Goodreads and stumbled upon this to rate it for fun. And how many people are actually serious Chinese economic scholars who have gone on to Goodreads to rate this book? Well, I'll, I'll <clears> play <throat> fair and tell you how many ratings um, it's got. Three. Okay. Oh, wait, it says three ratings, one review. Three ra- is the review a serious review or is it that man's name is David Wank? The review is utterly baffling because it's all caps and it's um, it looks like a brand name that I'm not familiar with. <laughs> okay. So in that case then, I'm going to go... So if it's only had three stars, it means it's probably... Three ratings, not three, three stars. Three, three ratings. Because I'm thinking three stars. Because I'm wondering if, you've had, if you only have three ratings, it's not gotten into decimal points yet. So I think it's going to be it's going to have ping ponged high or low, or medium depending on how they've been rated. I'm going to. You can't say ping pong. That's that's poor taste. <laughs> it's whiff whiff waff is what <laughs> I prefer. Well, no, I, I um, I don't know if that's your maths or or the Goodreads algorithms, but I'll tell you there there are decimals involved. Okay. This time, okay, your logic I'm... was quite right last week when you said I'm not going to get any decimal points because okay. Donald Parsnips had a three. Yeah, okay, I'm going to guess then. I'm going to guess a 2.73. Okay. That's uh, Social Connections in China, the Institutions, Culture, and the Changing Nature of the Guanxi by Thomas Gold, Doug Guthrie, and David Wank. (laughs) You're guessing 2.73. It's a a good thing that they've they've done their names in alphabetical order. Yeah, you don't want to be wank forward. Yeah. Well, he did write a book all on his own, which I really wanted to do, but unfortunately it didn't have any ratings. Um, so I had to do it that way. Okay, well, we'll check in with that we'll next time. We'll check back in next week, yeah. So last week we were discussing um, Boswell and Johnson. We were. I had a great um, time. And I, I love the spirit of describing uh, somewhere familiar with seeming new eyes in the way that, that Johnson did. Yeah. Um, these days I think you can only really get away with it with good reason, say, if you were a proper uh, immigrant, and you were seeing somewhere for the first time. Um, which is a shame, because I presume you'd like to do it. I certainly would. Yeah. You'd like to write about places as if you were seeing them first. Absolutely. But then I realised, actually, you definitely can't, but I can, because <clears throat> I actually am an immigrant. In, in what way? Well, um, I've never really told you much about my life uh, before all this. 
But um, I wasn't actually born on Scottish soil, Adam. I was... Excuse me? Yeah, far, I was born far, far in the, in the south, uh, in a country called England, which is where they make culture. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, so I thought I'd share with you uh, some of the observations I've made of your country, which are totally allowed because I am actually <clears throat> an immigrant, so I can't get in trouble for them. Okay, I will, um, I, I, I will sit back and let this wash over me. Okay. 4th of September, 2016. I've taken lodgings in Leith, an area close to the water, perhaps out of a subconscious desire to have a nearby mode of escape. My first few weeks have been somewhat fruitless, quite literally, in fact, as the Scot has, for generations, waged war with all vegetable life. Whole dynasties of Scots have dedicated their lives to the uprooting and wiping out of all native and edible plants. This baffling task has been carried out in a spirit of neurotic vendetta, which brings to mind the purgings of Stalin. <laughs> My search for any Scottish artistic pursuits have been similarly fruitless. Upon meeting a man with a paintbrush in his mouth, whom I took for an artist, I inquired whether there was any culture to be found in the city of Edinburgh. The man answered by showing me a wife he had made out of trousers, <laughs> whereupon he finished eating the brush. <laughs> this, <laughs> this line of inquiry not forthcoming... <laughs> And being a young buck abroad among this Scottish race, naturally I was keen to observe their women. This is where we might get taken off. <laughs> what, what have you written? As I cautiously began to explore Leith, I was surprised to not notice a single female among the population local to my lodgings. Where were they keeping them, I asked myself. It took me several days of wandering for me to realise, Jesus, no, those are women. <laughs> or at least, they were once. <laughs> Fucking hell. Before the hard before the hard and sunless years of of alley fights and open air mating took their toll. <laughs> what creature back in England we refer to as the gentler sex, here in Scotland has had its fair flesh hardened into that of an Arctic beluga. You've nailed you you've you've nailed the, the Boswell style of <laughs> observing women in oh, a yeah. foreign country. Tall and broad as tractors. <laughs> These ladies patrol around the clock the Leith streets, which they know like the back of their hoof. They are to be respected, for not doing so would come at terrible price. I have learned to keep at all times a pocket full of oats with which I may divert any unwanted interest they may take in me. I dare say I do not exaggerate in claiming that a few overarm, sh <laughs> few overarm showers of oats or shredded pancake has averted the occasion of my being fucked to death. <laughs> I've heard at night the pitiful screams. <laughs> Why is it still going? I, well, I've heard at night the pitiful screams of those less fortunate than I. For terror, I could not bring myself to observe their fates, but the sound alone was enough to learn their end was merciless, prolonged, and creative. While, like all Scots, they are proudly illiterate, that is not to say they lack cunning. Even as the cruel and arbitrary havoc of life in this northern land has hardened these women into silverbacks, yet they possess the jungle whiff of an intelligence unique to the sapien. I'd, I'd forgotten that you were entirely dependent on peyote when you arrived in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, I, it was a rough time. Uh, but I've moved out of Leith now. It's, it's much calmer. Well, I'm, 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 I'm from Leith, you mm. may have mentioned before. Yeah, I, funnily enough, I, I was thinking of that as I decided to write it <laughs> and make it as bad as possible. Um... Do you think I captured the spirit, though? Do you think it? Do you think it's people might, 
you know, find my style somewhat <clears throat> abrasive. But do you think in years to come it will be a historical document of worth? <laughs> I have a feeling that in about three, four hundred years' time, people are going to be doing very warm and cosy podcasts. <laughs> yeah, about, about that. This, yeah. Good. Okay. Well, that's that. I'm... That is that. Are you? You definitely. You, you definitely captured something of Leith. Yeah. In there, I don't know what that something was, but it was there. <laughs> uh, just whilst we're doing writing stuff, you know, I'm obviously huge and on the the poetry scene. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've seen your poster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it still there? Good. <laughs> um, so uh, I've actually I've been I've mastered every style of poem. Uh, as I told wow. you, and as, as, as I wrote on that poster. Um, but uh, one of the last ones, simply because it's so simple, I, I didn't actually, I thought it was a bit beneath me, is the haiku. Okay. Um, and I realised I've never actually written haiku, so I thought I'd just share a few with you that I've written. And can I just say, before I start, that this is absolutely not personal. Okay. Um, I, I mean... I will, I, will, I will take that into consideration. It's not just about you. Like I, I, I give that warning to my audience. You know, I give them a trigger warning. Do not worry. This is not personal. Well, it, it, it says that on all, all, all of the business cards you, you give me. It's not... Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so just really quick, three haikus. It's called the Stupid Tall Bastard Haiku Trilogy. Uh, brackets for Adam. <laughs> um, does podcast, then leaves... Walking home looks normal, but his secrets have wings. <laughs> An army of frogs, a colony of weasels, a breakfast of crows. Among other clues, at, <laughs> among other clues, at McDonald's he ordered a heron legend. I'd never heard a haiku before. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Were they? Um, are they? Is 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 the point of a haiku to be completely shit? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shall we? Um, shall we check in with our um, new correspondent? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'd, 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 I'd completely forgotten about him and his irrelevance. Yeah, he's uh, he's been in Birmingham this week. I'm okay. actually not sure if he likes Birmingham that much. But, okay. Um, we'll 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 see what he has to say. See what he has to say. Hi, I'm Richard Wolf. The ear read this, man on the street. Or should that be, hound on the ground. Today, because my surname's Wolf. Today I'm in Birmingham, where God's animals come in two by two, but the eyebrows come in ones. Foisted by the success of Peaky Blinders, that's how I say it, don't care, there has been a renewed interest of Brummy literature, particularly when investigating its criminal history. Titles such as A History of Birmingham Axe Murderers, Volume 1. Chavs with Hats On, The Twats of Our Past. Birmingham's Forgotten Scum. And a, and a Who's Who of Birmingham Scalping, 1855-2016. to 2016. Here's a typical extract of this sort of thing, read by local Birmingham actor, Charlie Dogfart. These boys were serious brummies. They were not playing funny. They'd stolen loads of money and they liked their... You get the picture. I sat down with Birmingham writer Biff Keys, who told me more about the fascinating story of his city's beloved and bygone thugs. So, uh, so tell me, Biff, writing about Birmingham can't be much fun. What's your end game? 
Well, it's all about reclaiming Birmingham literature. Reclaiming it from where? Surely no one else wants it. Being able to tell the story of the place you grew up. For, for me, that's the greatest thing about writing. I grew up in France. Right. Gorgeous. Great. So's Birmingham in its own way. Yeah, well, they say the camera adds 20 years. That still only gets you to 1990, Biff. Take two pictures and we're up to date. What it were so simple, Biff. What it were so simple. Tell me, writing in Birmingham, that's news enough to me, but is anyone actually reading in Birmingham? Well, no, but we're getting numbers up by including toys with all the books or wrapping attention-grabbing bells round the covers. That's what this city needs, more unbearable noise. What did you say? Precisamon, as my nanny would say. Her name was Celine. Dead now, but in her day, gorgeous. <laughs> so, Biff, all this writing about murders and violence, do you get off on it a bit? Yeah, do not. Give me the horn. Good to be honest, Biff. Jesus. <laughs> well, listeners, I'm pleased to say that I'm watching Birmingham reduced to a size where I could pick it up and crush it in my hand. No, just the rearview mirror, I'm afraid. Not a magic shrink gun. I'm Ubering my way to my next assignment, having requested a driver without a Birmingham accent. Say something, Craig. Hello, Mr. Woof. <laughs> Praise be. Back to you, Adam and Ash. Or as one of the slick Birmingham criminal masterminds might say. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Ew, what a horrible noise. Apologies, Craig. If you do it again, wind down the window. Will do. Cheers, boys. God, I'm... Um... Quite hoarse listening to that, actually. Yeah, God. I can't, my, my voice is Those done. accents. I've never been so glad I couldn't do a Birmingham accent. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I, I couldn't, can't believe listening to a Birmingham accent would, would get me It'd as be hoarse. be so tiring, yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, do, do you want to just like showcase any voices? Do you want to talk to yourself for a bit? I feel like that would even things out in a weird way. I don't no, know how. That's not really my thing. No? Okay. <laughs> Don't miss James Patterson's new thriller, Hornet. You can take the cop out of New York City, but you can't take the cop out of Michael Bennett. Uh, yes, Mr. Bennett, we've run all the tests, had all the second opinions, and my diagnosis remains the same. Just give it to me straight, Doc. Well, as I said before, there is a cop inside you. Has been since I was knee-high to a grass. No, no, Michael, I'm talking about Sergeant Feathers. He's fucking you, Michael. <laughs> He's been fucking you for some weeks. I noticed him during your first appointment, and I see he's still here. Hello, Sergeant Feathers. See, he nodded, while still fucking your brains out. That stinging sensation, detective, that you mentioned when you go for a poo, that is, <laughs> that is not due to guilt, being, ha <laughs> being haunted, or the stress of the job. That is due to Sergeant Feathers making love to your shitpipe. Now, I can't take the cop out of you myself, Michael. You will have to... No one can take the cop out of Michael Bennett. Uh, no, you can, Michael. You can ask him to leave. No can do, Doc. Very well, it's your life, but understand, for the rest of it, you will have a cop inside you. And his name is Michael Bennett. No, his name is Sergeant Peter Feathers, and he's an insatiable sex addict. Now goodbye, Michael. Bye, Doc. Oh, and Sergeant Feathers, if you do ever tire of him, I read somewhere that while you can take the doctor out of the hospital, you could always put the cop in Dr. Flospital. 
<laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> what, just the last line or all of just it? Just the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, we haven't done this for a while. Uh, mentioned the Waterstones Book of the Month. I mean, oh, we, yeah, should, we, we should really keep on top of this because this yeah. is the list, really, for what's hot and what's not in the literature oh, yeah, yeah. glot. Um, <laughs> Every, every, everyone's talking about the Waterstones Book of the Month. Oh, yeah, all month. All month. And they, they, they do come in separate, um, separate genres. Yeah. So I've picked one. I'll, yeah. I'll go first, and then you talk about yours. So for the 18th month in the row, actually, it's a book by um, Joe Wicks, you know, the fitness tit. Oh, yeah, he sponsored Our sponsor, us. Yeah. yeah. Um, Waterstones have called him the most interesting writer of the decade, um, up there with other literary heavyweights like that deliciously fella. Um, Deliciously Ella. Oh, that's it. Yeah, um, he's great. Uh, the new coloring books for adults oh, yeah. and um, Nausgaard, who's just Carl 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 Ove. Yeah, he's just written it. Mein Kampf. He's come he out. Wrote, he, wrote, a, he wrote Mein Kampf, didn't he? he? Did. Oh no, oh, no, he wrote My Struggle. My Struggle. Yeah. My Struggle. Yeah. Um, and he's come out with another um, a pointlessly honest account of a of a summer spent indoors. Um, uh, it's about him and a jigsaw. Sounds about right. Um, it's great stuff, isn't it? That stuff. Oh. That is so. So thought provoking. I've it never. It's, it, it's, it accesses parts of my brain that I've never used before. Because he just says it how it is. He just says it how it is. I, I don't know why people get it into their heads that fiction is all about like making stuff up. It's not. No, it's, it's about, about it's it's about using aspects of your own life and then adding drama into them. And don't forget all the aspects of your own life. Put them all in. You need yeah. You you, you need at least eight volumes to cover that life. This know? is why football commentators always write the best novels. Exactly because they're the masters of saying exactly what. What has just happened how it happened yeah or um what's his name is it, is it dick who writes the um he writes horse horse racing crime books dick dick but he used to be a, a he, he either used to be a, a jock i think he's a jockey yeah can't remember either way horse ace. racing crime books horse racing yeah. crime books yeah okay nice um definitely want to revisit him yeah, so what's your, um, what's, what's your Waterstones Book of the Month? So um, it's just a new one by Joe Wicks, the fitness tit. He has had some issues recently. He, um, he's realised that now he's got all of his readers skinny. Um, he's basically like killed his market. Oh, shit. So he's followed up Lean in 15 with Fat Again in 10. Okay. In order to create, I think, a cycle of... Eternal. Eternal. Eternal fitness. Yeah. Um, so that's my pick. Uh, it's, gr- it's an amazing book. And it's top of the um, uh, cookery books, uh, literary fiction poetry wow and um world literature as well he really is a renaissance man he is he is and a tit and a tit uh what's yours well um it, it may be a surprise to people who don't live in scotland but mm. the what scottish waterstons have a scottish book of the month oh i think the irish waterstons have an irish book of the month as well yeah but um this this month's waterstons scottish book of the month is a, it's a tartan noir <laughs> i've actually not made that yeah. up that is the real name of that genre Noir by Alexander McCall Smith. Ah, right. He's trying his hand at some um, at some really gritty crime fiction, but he yeah. hasn't diverged. He's still using the same characters from his Scotland Street books. Yeah, and it's um, uh, how how to get blood out of a Highland cow. Yeah, I think the title wasn't so clear, and as if he's like removing the blood from the Highland cow, if it's really hard to get the stain of blood out of the fur. But it's of a, a great cow. hook because why it's would you want hook. to? You know, if you... what was the Highland cow doing there? Yeah, is it just so we can have an image to use on the front cover to? to people in who like Scottishy stuff who knows I think that would be beneath him using a like blatantly touristy image to try and sell sell crap to the uh, yeah incomers. well um, I there was I, I read a review of it and it was um great dot 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 experience yeah so you know that's a uh, that's, that's positive how you can't get a better review than that absolutely no, not no and I'm I'm already curious like is it the 
cow's blood itself or has it been or is it, is, is, someone is, else? Is it Bertie's? Yeah, Is exactly. it the dog's? Yeah. Jesus, he's gone real dark this time. Well, we should definitely talk about that at some point and um, come back with a review. I do kind of want to ramble about Tartan Noir though because that's <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, we, we, should, uh, we could do a Tartan Noir special. Oh, we could actually. Yeah, I thought it was a pudding. <laughs> I don't have anything to recommend this week because I've been mainly reading dusty books about Shakespeare. About the Shakespeare. Do you, if you don't have any burning recommendations, could we talk about the Fire Festival? <laughs> oh God, I watched that documentary. Me too, man. It Fucking was great. hell! Yeah. It's, it, so I'm... for people who don't know, we're we're quite late to the party. Lol. But it's a documentary about um, a festival arranged in the Bahamas by a fraudster, basically. It's imagine <laughs> and ja Rule. Imagine Lord of the Flies, but with people who have a sort of spare four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, they invited people on Instagram. We do have to. Uh, funny as the whole thing is, I think we should come clean you and I Adam because the way that they got people to this island is that they used influencers on social media yes I to... think it's finally time to admit that we were paid to promote the fire festival so yeah so we um we were flown out there with all these supermodels yeah. to um you know do our part in flashing a bit of uh, market tit is the words they yeah. used um but you know supermodels were there to um to uh you know get their followers along and we also have an instagram at here read this and that's that's pretty huge too so unfortunately as the documentary goes on to say there were quite a lot of english literature fans stranded out there there were and i can't help feeling partly responsible partly yeah but Only we still partly. had a great time we had a great time i mean the 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 sort of influencer party was it was basically what the festival was supposed to be yeah so we had the experience that Everyone else missed out on. I know, so which I which I, I I can't help feeling guilty about. No, it, it makes it hard to feel bad about, isn't it? Because it was such a good time. It was such a good time. It was like me, you, um, the Kardashians, um, um, and I'm already running out of names. Uh, I don't that know one off the blurred lines video. Um, she was there. I, I don't know her name. <laughs> and like six or seven other supermodels, and of course Ja Rule and Billy. And Who can Billy, forget Billy? Yeah. yeah. Um, rest, but, rest in, rest in jail, Billy. Rest in jail. God, I love that document. I mean, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, that was I. Every time I thought this is as bad as it gets, yeah, they one up it, yeah. And then he goes, I really can't believe people were that thick. Well, but it's it's the after he, after he is bankrupted, mm. humiliated. And he ends up living in his parents' basement. Yeah. He immediately starts trying to scam people again. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's like three weeks later. Yeah. He's and like, he's like, I've got a good idea for a scam. Let's try and sell tickets to the Met Gala that you, can, <laughs> that you can't actually buy. Yeah. Some people are just born to scam. And some people are born to be scammed, apparently, because yeah. people were still giving him money up. So I, I read a really interesting thing about scam theory, which was the reason that they are so insane and so ludicrous. Not the Fire Festival, because the Fire Festival outwardly appeared to be a festival. I'm talking about, like, I have $200 million of blood diamonds to move out of the country and I need access to a foreign bank account. Yeah, They're so insane and so ludicrous because they're only going to hook in, the, in people that will be able to be manipulated. Mm. Like, people who don't understand... The internet, like elderly people, the, the scams are meant to filter out the people who can recognize a scam. Yeah. So the only people who are left are the people who can be scammed. Yeah. Which I think is fascinating. Mm. Terrifying, though. Te absolutely terrifying. 
and I, yeah, I couldn't really believe the disbelief of the people interviewed who'd gone along. There was, there was some. They were talking about the amount of money that oh, it was like however much to fly out there in the first place, like at least six thousand dollars. And then they got an email saying, oh, you need to put at least that much onto a wristband. And then it's like, wasn't it like within? Within a day, like $80,000 had been put onto these wristbands or something. Yeah. And it was just... The the amounts of money that was being thrown around was the end... The, the, the original budget for the festival was supposed to be like $32 million. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure... And he had like one. But yeah, oh, well, I think that was what he said. He, he Yeah. He, was he, he hadn't even... Oh God, I'm trying to remember the numbers. It was something like he told people that he'd made X amount of money. Yeah. And it was like he hadn't even made $60,000 or something. But he told people things that are really easy to check, like if you're a prospecting investor. Like he said, I have millions of of dollars of shares in um, Facebook. Facebook. But he had like... It was was a comically small number, like a few hundred dollars or something. It was was more than a few hundred. I think it was was a few thousand. Yeah. But I think in terms of... it It was like... It was maybe like it was either eleven thousand or one thousand and something. Yeah. But either way, in terms of Facebook, that's like a fraction of a percentage. Yeah. And it was just, and because his original, he seemed to have had in the past half decent ideas, mm. ideas that aren't for me, but ideas that are good business ideas. Well, like the actual app seemed. It was yeah. sort of, the only people I felt sorry for are the people who were working on the app because that seemed like just a fairly solid yeah idea. Being able to directly contact talent and book them without having to go through middlemen yeah seems like a good idea especially if you want musicians or artists to manage their own schedule they yeah, yeah. they don't need a manager but he had what was the one he had before it was like a it was like a credit card and the selling point was that it was made of metal and it was heavy uh yeah <laughs> but and then he, and then he goes on tv and he says it's a community it's a way of life magnesis magnesis that was it and they had a they had, they had a clubhouse yeah. that looked like it was like a porn shoot yeah where they all hang out with their credit cards and i do wine tasting yeah it's so and like weird. what, what and there was like it was like the credit card was like made a clang when you dropped it yeah. so i can only imagine them all sitting around a table just picking up and dropping, dropping. oh it clangs again let's all clang them at once <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's well worth a watch. It is well worth a watch. Not yeah. a, not a book, but I guarantee you, a book and a film mm. is going to come out about this because I think well, well the, do- the documentary is probably definitive, but there is so much material in there. The problem is the documentaries. Yeah, well, I could watch another documentary, but they do, if they do a film, it will just be a wall of Wall. Well, there's, Wolf an, of there's Wall another Street documentary. Job. I don't. Yeah, it'll be very Wall of, Wolf of Wall Street. But the um, there's two documentaries. There's the Netflix one. There's the Hulu. There's the Hulu one that's about to come out, or it might yeah. have already come out by now, where. It is made by the by Fuck Jerry, who were the people oh, yeah. who were the, the the original marketing people behind Fire. Yeah, so yeah. I think they've tried to capitalize on how colossal a failure this was to rebrand themselves as maverick, insane people. But then Netflix got out of the gate first and yeah. said they're actually just con men charlatans because they're in it. They are they, in they it. They vlog during it, but you know, noticeably, they're in the the house in the Bahamas with so and so. Some Billy. of this. I, we, 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 like, we, can't, we can't keep going on about it forever, but some of the scenes when like the sun goes down yeah. and it looks like the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. And there's stories about people trashing tents my, so that there wouldn't be people anywhere near them. Yeah. My favourite bit, apart from obviously... Watching the, Billy get publicly humiliated. Well, no, it sort of is that. I mean, the, the one that comes to mind first is the uh, the guy he asks to go and... 
make a let's big let's commitment. let's not let's let's, let's not, not spoil that because that. that that is obviously there is a there is one there is one true hero yeah who who well <laughs> I'm not sure if hero is the right word but he was I think it, 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 that was pretty much a life or death situation yeah would you would maybe. It, that was like you know he was told to do an unreasonable insane thing yeah to get water. Actually, my favourite moment is when everything is going tits up and they've been delaying and delaying saying anything. I'll, I'll come in clean about the fact that we don't have any luxury resorts here. Um, Where do I fly to? Yeah, you, 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 you can't leave either. There's no water or whatever. Um, someone describes what Billy's doing and he's like walking into the middle of the crowd and starting to talk to people, but then sort of getting really, really frenzied and getting on his quad bike. And just, and just driving, driving one direction. the road and back. And then coming back kind of like, it's like, yeah, well, there must have been so much incoming pressure and humiliation. You kind of, that that was the one human moment he had in the whole thing. Was, Where you just get on a quad bike and just ride yeah. around. It was like a toddler that's got too much energy and has to just scream. Jesus. So yeah, I wholeheartedly recommend yes. Fire Festival documentary on Netflix. Okay, I think that's it. I think week. that's it. Yeah. Um, we will be back with uh, Goodreads League results. Yeah. Um, by Joe Wick's new book. By Joe Wick's The Fitness Tits. Use the um, use the promo code uh, here. Read this to get a, a free <laughs> courgette. Yeah, yeah. This is basically our audition for. I mean, I'm not saying I don't want to ditch Joe Wick's as a sponsor, but we have to be professional about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You use here. Read this, and it actually comes with a courgette that he has personally carved the word courgette into. Yeah. So you don't forget that it's that's what it is. Bish bosh bye. Bye.